0: The pads were a-popping once again on Friday at the Novacare Complex. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity, Dave Spadaro and Chris McPherson. The Eagles holding another very physical practice on Friday. We're going to get into that a little bit here, Chris. The theme of this practice session here, this training camp, is let's get physical. And Olivia Newton-John is not here. Oh.
1: <laughs> you go a little bit more my time with that <laughs> reference there. But nonetheless, Doug Pearson said that he wanted a physical training camp and he has lived up to those expectations thus far. It is really important for the players to get into the mindset, the mentality of getting physical, tackling, practicing it, And for the offensive players, getting adjusted to it. So when you get to the first preseason game, it's not new again. You're not shaking off rush. You can hit the season running, so to speak. And the biggest thing for Doug Peterson is he wants his team to be physically and mentally tough in the fourth quarters of games and in the second half of the season, which is something that we have not seen from this team the last couple of seasons. Coincidence with the way training camp was held before? We'll wait and find out. Yeah, We'll see what kind of impact
0: it has on this 2016 season. Let's get you caught up with some of the injuries. Players coming back, players missing practice, and players leaving practice on this Friday. Okay, back at practice on Friday, running back Ryan Matthews and offensive guard Brandon Brooks. They took part in some individual drills and some group install drills. We'll get to some sound from Brandon Brooks talking about his return from injury. Leaving practice today, Zach Ertz, who is cleared of any concussion problems, Marcus Smith. Uh, treated and evaluated for a concussion Jordan Matthews a knee injury that will keep him out for a couple of days nothing serious though and Mike Martin defensive tackle also leaving practice with a knee injury among those players missing practice Jason Peters continues to miss practice with that quad injury Wendell Smallwood out with a quad injury Nolan Carroll out with a maintenance day and then Malcolm Jenkins out with his hamstring injury again Chris, none of these injuries considered serious. And, again, the Eagles holding as physical to training
1: camp as they have, obviously, since the Andy Reid days. You're going to have bumps and bruises along the way. But, again, we mentioned this on yesterday's show you need to learn about some of the depth guys. And yes, you want to develop some chemistry along the way, get some continuity at these positions. But when you look at the safety position in particular, you're set with Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod. McLeod was out today uh, due to a family excuse absence. But nonetheless, though, you need to find out who are going to be the backup guys at those positions. Jason Peters out again for practice today. You know, Matt Tobin goes in the left tackle. You need to learn about those guys who might be called into emergency action because... Players aren't going to all make it through a 16-game rigorous schedule. You're going to have to have backups who are going to step into those starting roles at one point or another. So learn about those guys now. Put them in those situations now so that when the time comes during the season, they'll be fully prepared.
0: So Brandon Brooks, the prize free agent acquisition in pads today, important for him to get out there. And after practice, he talked about his return from injury and where he feels he is in terms of mental preparation for the preseason game on Thursday
2: feels good to get back out here. You know, never want to not be out here with your teammates when they're grinding. So, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, when you're sitting in there, you know, watching guys out here practicing, you know, you're sitting trying to, you know, ride the bike or running on the treadmill or something, wishing you were out there. But at the same time, it makes you, you know, more hungry when you come out. From a mental standpoint, I mean, I know what I'm doing. You know, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, conditioning yourself to, you know, hitting people every day, you know, things of that nature. You know, luckily for me, it's not like I'm necessarily like a, a young guy more of a middle-of-the-road guy so uh you know i know what it takes so uh you know a little bit more time just keep progressing each and every day
0: the eagles have still not had all five projected starters along the offensive line out on the field at the same time in training camp but having brooks back really huge for the eagles they want to make sure that he and lane johnson are right tackle jason kelsey at the center position build some chemistry, some continuity, and we can't overstate, Chris, how important it is that Brandon Brooks gets into this system and plays dominating football, which the
1: Eagles expect him to do. Well, they need him to do it. That's why they added him as a day one free agent acquisition. They want to make the offensive line a strength for this football team. Once again, it obviously struggled, had its ups and downs in 2015. For the Eagles' offense to run as smoothly as Doug Pearson and Frank Reich want to be, they are going to need the offensive line to carry the way. You look at Kansas City last season with Doug Pearson. They lost their best player in Jamal Charles, but thanks to the strong offensive line, they were able to put in rotational backs like Charcandrick West and Spencer Ware and still have success on the ground and have that key 10-game win streak to carry them through the end of the regular season and into the playoffs so Pearson believes in the same Andy Reid mentality that you win in the trenches so he wants to get that refined as quickly as possible
0: and he also wants to have a training camp that is nasty that is physical that is demanding and he's having that He's also very pleased on Friday to get Brooks back, along with Ryan Matthews, who reported to training camp with a bum ankle. He's getting better. He's okay. He's going to be ready to go. And Peterson talked about the return of Brooks and Matthews to this Eagles offense that still is searching for its
3: identity. He's good. He's good. You know, again, he's another one that's day-to-day. It was good to see him and Ryan both out here, uh, get some individual work, some group install stuff. and we'll just kind of keep keep progressing with both of those guys. It's, it's valuable anytime anytime you miss, especially the first part of camp when when he hasn't had the exposure to pads yet and to get him out here and run around. And uh, it was good to good to see him put the ball in his hands a little bit, see how he was running around, and and um, uh, I thought I thought he did a did a nice job when he was in there, and and uh, we'll just keep giving him more and more every every day.
0: Now, as Matthews has been recovering from his injury, Kenyon Barner has stepped up, and I think he's had a really fine training camp, running with more quickness, with more power. But clearly, Matthews is the feature back here as the Eagles look to rotate things. Give me a realistic expectation, Chris, for Matthews'
1: average Mm -hmm. carries per game. Ooh, average carries per game. That's a good one. I think you're probably looking in the teens, I'm going to say for this, football team in 2016 I mean he was very effective with the ball in his hands last season but the Eagles felt they had to give DeMarco Murray his touches to try to get him more involved in the game but it seemed like every time Matthews had the ball in his hands something was happening over five yards per carry last season he did miss a couple of games due to a concussion and that's the biggest question mark with him is can he remain healthy through the course of the entire season. He's done it in the past. And having that running back by committee approach behind him, having guys like Barner and Darren Sproles can get his touches. And you figure Wendell Smallwood will factor into the mix, hopefully, that they'll be able to take some of the burden off of Matthews, so that he doesn't have to be a foundation back where you're asking him, for 20 to 25 touches each and every game.
0: Yeah, he's only been healthy one year in his NFL career, a Pro Bowl season with the San Diego Chargers. So that is our conversation about the offense. We've got more to get to here when Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity returns. We're going to talk about the defense. Connor Barwin, a linebacker in the 3-4, a defensive end now, with Jim Schwartz in this 4-3 defense. He's our guest on the other side.
3: Love me tender. No one's ever fallen
1: 50% in love Never let or cared for somebody with only part of their heart. Love means you're all in but not all alone. Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge.
0: One discovery, sparks another, lighting the way for amazing achievements at Jefferson's Vicki and Jack Farber Institute for Neuroscience. With our brightest minds focused on yours, we are pioneering new hope to prevent, treat, and cure brain and spine disorders. From the nation's first brain tumor removal to the region's first neuroscience hospital, look to us for breakthroughs that are light years ahead. Welcome back at the NovaCare Complex. Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson. It's Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. And in block number one, we talked about the offense and some of the players coming back and kind of the Eagles offense trying to find itself here early in training camp. Now we want to focus on the defense and one of the players who's really have to make the big transition from the 3-4 to the 4-3, Connor Barwin. Uh, He was a stand-up linebacker, Chris. Outstanding coming off the edge. The question is, putting his hand in the dirt, getting to the quarterback. Does he have that skill set?
1: I definitely think he has a skill set, and he showed it very early on in his career. He was originally drafted by the Houston Texans as a 4-3 end, so he's actually made the conversion from 4-3 to 3-4. He goes back to his roots as a 4-3 defensive end. He's got great athleticism, tremendous length to get off the edge. Is going to be a great fit for Jim Schwartz's scheme. And what he's so good at, Dave, and we've seen this in the last couple of years, is his ability to get in the quarterback's face, to knock down the ball, to make life difficult for quarterbacks, not just from a sack standpoint, but just to get the ball into the possible through the pass lane so to speak so if barwin can continue to do that i think he's going to be tremendously a great fit here the key for him and for the entire defensive end group is rotation make sure you have the depth there so marcus smith going down with the concussion he'll be out for a little bit as he goes through the protocol so it's going to be interesting for guys like stephen means you know guys who are trying to fight alex McAllister to prove themselves with the extra opportunity because chris wilson and jim schwartz they need the depth there at the end position
0: yeah so the focus here is connor barwin Alex Smith sits down with Connor Barwin talking defense under Jim Schwartz.
3: All right, Eagles fans, I'm Alex Smith back here at the Novacare Complex. I am very pleased to be joined today by Eagles defensive end Connor Barwin. Connor, first of all, thanks for coming on. Uh, fourth training camp for you here with the Eagles already. I'm sure this one feels a little bit different. New coaching staff, new people inside the building. What's been the biggest difference uh, from your perspective?
2: The biggest difference, Alex, is probably uh, the amount of time in between snaps obviously um with chip it was just about getting as many plays ran during practice as we could um now with doug it's about running as many kind of high quality plays as we can and getting them right defensively and
3: getting them right on offense and what does that do for you as a player instead of waiting to see when the film comes out you get to be you know things get corrected right away well you know you
2: still go into the film room and correct mm-hmm. things, but I think it's it's more, it, it carries over more to what happens in, in the game. You know, you run a play and then you get a little bit of a break, then you run a play. Now, obviously, if we play San Francisco, it'll be a little bit different. But for right now, the majority of the NFL runs a play, have a break, and then run your best play. So we're just trying to put our best effort, our best technique forward every single
3: rep we get out here. We're also seeing some of the live tackling periods, uh, w- which we haven't seen around here in the last couple of years. Uh, How much does that make a difference for you uh, to to get that in early in camp, to get that physicality kind of amped up a little bit?
2: Well, I think, you know, at at this point, a lot of us know how to tackle, obviously. But it's fun to sprinkle in some live tackle drills just because it kind of builds up some energy. Obviously, you know, it increases the the competition level and kind of gets everybody excited when you kind of throw those in a couple periods during practice. So it's fun. Does the trash talking kind of go up too with those? Well, everybody... uh, everybody just gets on high alert
3: you know when it when it's when it's live tackling that's when and the bullets are flying and you better be, re- be ready to play let's talk about this defensive scheme for a little bit uh, obviously we've talked a lot about the attack mentality of it um, but jim schwartz also has said that he doesn't like to blitz too much he likes to rely on the front four to get pressure what does it mean to have your coach kind of put that faith in the d-line to get pressure on the quarterback? Well you love it. I mean you know he he depends on us four to get pressure. Every
2: once in a while he wants to blitz a little bit but again like you said he wants to get pressure there with the top four guys. He's going to rotate us up front to make sure we're fresh all game long Um, and
3: it's on us to help the DBs uh, you know and get teams off the field. As you make that transition back to defensive end you've talked about how it's more of a natural position for you but what's one thing that you're maybe working on as you transition back to that spot?
2: Well, I think the one thing is there's some movement coming out of a three-point stance um, that I'm working on. I mean, when I would get into a three-point stance uh, last year, or the last couple of years, it's usually on nickel and I'm rushing off the rush, rushing off the edge. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe on first, second down, I'm on the edge a lot. But sometimes you got to slant in, you got to angle down two gaps. So I think working on that movement
3: and those steps out of a three-point stance is something I'm working on right now. And we hear a lot about the wide nine technique. For for fans who maybe aren't aware of what that means, what does that mean to you to to set up as that wide nine? Well, you know, we don't even really talk about it that much.
2: Um, I haven't heard people really say wide nine that much, but we we get in a nine technique. Uh, We don't want to get too wide, but we're really our job is to just crush that tight end, Um, you
3: know, and not even really pretend he's there, just kind of run through him and set the edge uh, right through him. My final question here for you, Connor. Uh, this defensive line with yourself, Fletcher, Benny, Brandon, Vinny—I mean, this is a really talented group. What do you think the ceiling is for this defensive line? Well, I think I think it's a good group. Um, again, like I said,
2: you know, there's there's going to be six to eight of us that are playing and rotating all game long, and that's going to make all of us better. You know, I don't know where our ceiling is yet, but I know you know our goal is to be one of the you know
3: a disruptive group and be one of the most effective groups in the league. Eagles defensive end Connor Barwin, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Alex. And thank you all for joining us right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com.
0: Can't state it enough just how important it is for the Eagles to generate the pass rush pressure we heard from Jim Schwartz yesterday. He wants the four-man pass rush to get to the quarterback and not sacrifice coverage with the Blitz as the Eagles continue their work in progress on the defensive side. More to come as we get through to our third block on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Dave and Chris, we'll be right back in just a moment.
3: Growing up, we had a basketball hoop in our driveway and that's all I used to play with. This past August, I happened to notice a bump on my foot. So my parents and I decided that we would go to Rothman at Jefferson. We found out from a biopsy that I had an osteosarcoma, cancer, scary, but the Rothman doctors felt so confident in what they were going to do and it couldn't have turned out any better. The Rothman Institute at Jefferson was able to get me back on the court and back to where I wanted to be. Love me tender, love me sweet.
1: The stronger the love, Let me go. the greater the responsibility. But you don't have to do it alone.
0: My life
1: Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future. Because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge.
0: Mix and match any two for just $2.50 on McDonald's McPick 2 menu. Choose from a McDouble, McChicken sandwich, six piece chicken McNuggets, or small fries. I'm loving it. We welcome you back, Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson, Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity. The Eagles hold a 10-10-10 practice on Saturday. Chris, we've got a lot to get to
1: as the weekend begins again. Yes, indeed. So, we'll go a little throwback from what you just saw a few moments ago. The on-demand interview with Alex Smith and defensive end Connor Barwin will be available first thing on Saturday morning. Offensive coordinator Frank Reich will meet the media. We will broadcast that live online here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as our mobile app. He'll give us a state of the offense, let us know how the quarterbacks are progressing and what is he seeing out of the offensive line and the running back positions with Brandon Brooks coming back and Ryan Matthews as well. In terms of our Eagle in focus, one of the big free agent acquisitions who may have, you know, might be a home run threat, so to speak, for the offense this year. Wide receiver Chris Givens. He wants to be known as a thoroughbred. said that Sounds on the good. sidelines during practice. He yeah. said, if, you, if you're going to take a picture of me out here on the field, if you're going to caption it, make sure you tell everyone I'm a thoroughbred. So, But Greg Lewis has been working on making a better underneath and over the middle receiver so that he kind of can throw defenses yeah. off well, course.
0: We all know the wide receivers uh, are big in focus. And again, next Thursday, the Eagles take on Tampa Bay preseason opener at Lincoln Financial Field. Make sure you tune in 7 o'clock. We have our kickoff show here at 6.30 on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our digital network. So the Eagles get into game action in less than a week should be fun. By the way, Frank Reich gave me the great line today talking about the message from Doug Peterson that he continues to tell his players fear nothing and attack everything. That's kind of the mantra for this football team this season.
1: I like it. Let's get after it then.
0: For Chris McPherson, Dave Spadaro, thanks for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.